welcome to this week's episode of The Matcha Diaries, the podcast where your hosts, Cara and Leo, discuss topics that are close to our hearts each week whilst just trying to navigate our 20s as best as possible. This week's episode is a bit of a different one because we were planning on doing a whole advice episode on different questions that you lovely people have sent in. And instead, we somehow ended up talking for so long about the very first topic that we didn't even have time for the rest. And that topic was disappointment. We covered the whole breadth of this topic from how to deal with disappointments of the job hunt, how to deal with disappointing yourself, either because you've not stuck to a goal you've set yourself or because maybe you didn't emotionally handle a situation like you would have liked to. And then lastly, how to deal with other people disappointing you. We actually ended up loving this episode and also just think that this is such an important topic. So we're really glad that we now have a dedicated episode to it. And as always, we really hope you enjoyed this episode and also hope that you're listening to this with a hot, yummy matcha in hand. Welcome to this week's episode. We thought we'd just do a very chill advice episode. This is quite an impromptu episode because we had some plans change uh, in regards to our recording schedule, but we're actually really excited for this episode. Like, I think it's going to be a good one and we're both, it's Monday, bank holiday Monday morning, so I think we've both had quite an active weekend, so we might just be a bit more, like, tranquil. (laughs) Yeah, very chill. (laughs) Which people seem to like, so... Yeah, I hope everyone had, like, a really, really nice weekend. And obviously, I know that quite a few listeners of ours are from the UK as well, so I hope that you all really enjoyed this bank holiday. I mean, May is just a great month uh, for people in the UK because we have two bank holidays, which is just amazing. Mm. And the weather starts to get really nice, so everyone can enjoy that as well. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, do you want to start us off with your highs and lows? Yeah, so... My high for this week was yesterday because we, by we, I mean Ed and I, we drove to Northampton for the day and we got to see Leo and Michael and Leo's flatmate, which was, which you guys all know if you've listened <laughs> to the flatmate yeah, episode. Yeah, so true. Um, and then some of like Michael's home friends and it was just like, I think it was the first time where I had like a big group hangout interaction thing. Like it just, I when we were driving back Ed and I were just like oh we feel young again like this is what we're supposed to be doing and it was just really fun um lots of laughter like I'd miss laughing and having my cheeks just go like ah so it was just a lot of fun and I love my friends I'm very grateful for them so that's the high of this week and the low the low of this week it's probably just the weather because I think just like this mm. week has been crap. It's let us down, hasn't it? Yeah. Very yesterday was surprisingly nice considering like we we were planning for it to be raining all day and just sitting outside with like the heaters on. <laughs> but it ended up being quite sunny, so grateful for yesterday, but just generally the whole week it was quite dark. Like I like when the light comes in the flat and it just looks really nice, but it was quite just dark. Like I had to have the lights on during the day so I could work, which is just not mm. doesn't feel nice, you know. But yeah, small low. So what about you? That's good. 
And my high is so similar to yours. It's been just been like this past like bank holiday weekend because I don't know. I just feel so much like love and like so grateful for yeah for my friends and yeah because you obviously just mentioned that it was like my flatmate was there, Ellie. You were there, and then obviously so it's was kind of like uni friends and like now I guess like London friends like colliding and I just yeah. I love like being able to bring different people together and like just seeing them all get along like I think that's like the most fun thing yeah and yeah so I've just I've just been feeling very grateful and and lots of love and um also in the in the theme of love (laughs) I feel like Mm -hmm. we've received like a lot of lovely support on our podcast this week I don't know I was I was feeling it especially this week of and and maybe it's a little bit because we've also been interacting a little bit more on Instagram. Yeah. And it, I think it's been really lovely because I think the, like the week before we were, and the week before that, like it's been kind of a, a bit of a struggle of like adjusting to both of our like new lives. And we're both so much busier yeah. than we were when we first started the podcast, when we were talking about this yesterday, like at the beginning when we started our podcast, I think we were both like spending at least one to two hours just working on the podcast every day, whether that was like Instagram, editing, podcast planning like it was it was very much like a a full-time thing and now (laughs) just because you have so much more to do it's been so much harder but yeah so I just wanted to also say thank you to everybody who interacts with with us on Instagram and responds to our stories or messages us like yeah it genuinely makes us like so I want to give a little thanks as well to our listeners from the Ukraine because they've been giving us so much love recently so definitely appreciated it and we we love seeing your stories, even though we don't understand some of them. <laughs> some of them. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> it's okay. I have a translator. And I guess my low. <laughs> and I guess yeah, my low would be just because it's been quite like a social and busier week in general. I've been slacking on the sleep department <laughs> and just like making time for more of those like classic self care activities, like yeah, yeah, waking up a bit earlier and I don't know having time to to journal for like my extended period of time reading like meditation that's all been cut back a little bit this week and I think yeah I think I said this last week as well but I think I'm just still finding a little bit of the balance between also I have just the tendency to pile too much on my plate and like to not make sure that I have like some days in between during the week where I don't have any plans yeah um because I forget that like I need them (laughs) and I forget that they'll actually make me enjoy like my social interactions even more yeah so you need a balance yeah exactly so I'm just still still working on that (laughs) yeah well I think I think for you it's more like FOMO (laughs) it's like you want to do everything but also understandably after it like it's been so hard to see people so now that you that like now that we can we're just like oh you know it's like precious time you know you never know what's gonna happen we could go into another lockdown so might as well (laughs) see everybody now and have fun that's so true yeah and I keep thinking like I mean it's also true it's like okay I want to make these memories now because also I do I do think sleep and prioritizing yourself is so important because like otherwise you'll just crash after some point but also looking back I like this weekend on Friday, for example, I was so tired and I was so tempted to just not do anything. But in retrospect, I am still really glad that I went out with friends because, like, you do look back and you're like, oh, those are such 
like fun memories and in that sense like it is kind of worth it to like be a little bit more tired but it's just finding the balance of the two because at some point it's not worth any (laughs) more because then you're not even going to be able to or I would not be able to enjoy what I'm doing that could be cute um for the beginning of this episode to to lead us into our our tranquil our, our tranquil advice tranquil um, <laughs> i cannot speak um articulating words is hard this morning but yeah obviously i have the daily stoic which i sometimes post on instagram some excerpts from but i thought it could be mm-hmm. quite nice if i just went on the page of today's day so it's the maybe i could go on the day that this episode is released so the wednesday yeah, that would be good. The The daily meditation or the daily excerpt for the 5th of May is <laughs> You are the project. The raw material for the work of a good and excellent person is their own guiding reason. The body is that of a doctor and the physical trainer and the farm the farmers. This is a quote from Epictetus out of Discourses. <laughs> no idea who that is. Okay. Professionals don't have to justify spending time training or practicing their work. It's what they do, and practice is how they get good at it. The raw materials vary from career to career, just as the locations and duration vary depending on the person and the profession. But the one constant is the working of those materials and the gradual improvement and proficiency. According to the Stoics, your mind is the asset that must be worked on most and understood best. Love that. Love that too. And that's actually really fitting as well for this episode. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, it's working working on your mind and and seeing oh, true, true. your mental health as something that you can work on and that you are in control of to work to understand yourself better and like live in, in That's your true. With yourself. That was great. Great great way to start this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Little segment. If you like the segment, let me know and we can we can make this a more regular. Yeah, it could be something we could implement in these episodes. But yeah, it, it transitions us really well to this episode, which is going to be kind of a little advice, kind of random advice episode, but mainly, like Leo said, with a focus on our mental states and just doing things that are good for us to help us grow. Uh, so we had a few questions from people, which we thought we'd we thought we'd go through. And I feel like we're, we might start off with a heavy one, which is how to deal with disappointment, which is so deep. Um, and when, when trying to think of kind of what to talk about for this question, I thought there's there's like disappointing yourself, but then also other people disappointing you. And I feel like there's different ways to deal with, with each of them. Um, and one of the questions was about the struggles of the job hunt and like job rejections which I'm the expert on, so I'm happy <laughs> to give advice on this. Um, do you do you have any, any thoughts for this before I probably rant my face off? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you have a lot more to say on this than I did because it's been quite a long, it's been quite a long time since I've had to like properly get myself in the groove of the job hunt. And, yeah. but I just also wanted to say that I've now been able to see it a little bit more from the other side because I've been in a few assessment centers for grad schemes and been able to see the process that goes on behind the scenes of like people discussing who they'd want to hire and people discussing the different candidates. Mm. And I've just realized how people hiring and people doing the interviews, like they really know what they are doing and they know who they are looking for. 
So if you don't get the job, it's truly because this job just wasn't the perfect match for you and you just wouldn't be a perfect fit for the company because it's actually way easier than I ever thought it would be. I think basically from the first like five, 10 minutes, probably even less, I think probably from the first three minutes that I'm speaking to candidates, I can tell who'd be a good fit for Samsung. That's so interesting. Even even before talking about like their professional experience or talking about, I don't know, some actual in-depth subject knowledge. I mean, this is also because obviously I work in marketing, so it's not like, I don't know, I'm I'm a doctor or a lawyer, which probably Mm -hmm. some in-depth subject knowledge would be would be way more important. But honestly, from the first three minutes, I can I can tell who'd be a good fit and they 100% of the time were the people that actually got hired. So that's insane. It's actually mental how well I think the recruiting people can can tell who's going to be a good fit. So if you don't get the job, yeah. I know it's it's so tough to hear and receive in the moment and you feel like maybe you think that you would have been a good fit. But I think you just have to realize that that job just wasn't the perfect job for you. And some and yeah. the people hiring are the experts who know this. And also... I think this is easier said than done, but like trying to detach your like feelings of worth from having a job, because I feel like I know that this is what a lot of us do in modern society, and I'm not excluding myself from that. Yeah, I think potentially it could be helpful to just like find a different like side hustle or project to focus on and something where you can prove to yourself that you're like still actively growing and still actively improving on yourself or working towards like some sort of higher purpose. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, Kari, you can say if, like, maybe... I don't know if the podcast, having the podcast helped, like, during the job. Completely. I think if I didn't have the podcast, I would have been so depressed. Completely honest. Because (laughs) it's the one thing that you feel like you have control over in a situation where job job hunting is... You don't have control over it. As much as you think you do, you really don't. Because at the end of the day, the decision is not in your hands. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I completely agree that having something to focus on and, like, being proactive during this time is so so important because and even like people love to hear these side hustles that you do it helps you stand out in the process anyway so you're doing it to kind of distract yourself and like have a purpose but also it then makes you stand out so it's it's good in in both ways um and I guess from what you were saying with assessment centers that you kind of know like you know instantly who would fit in it can it does make it feel personal and I and I do completely agree that I guess towards the end of the process they do it is more about who you are as a person and if you fit but I think that's good to realize because it because you know that if you've reached that stage that you are definitely qualified for the job and it has nothing to do with if you're good enough for it it's just if you would fit and like Leo said if you're through to the interview stage you have the qualifications and the experience that they need they wouldn't be progressing you to an interview stage yeah if you didn't that is true but then okay also another factor then is that I feel like actually getting to the interview stage can be so random so I think if you get rejections at like the CV or cover letter stage I think that can sometimes I don't know if it's harder or easier but just realize that it's not because you know you're not good enough for a job it's just because sometimes jobs have truly random criteria because they have so many applicants so they have to just make selections based on almost like random words or random job experience that they have so keywords in your cv (laughs) exactly like I've heard of like um from somebody who works in consulting and the process that they have is that literally they go through cvs and different jobs or different universities like they have like a point system and it's 
purely based on that like who I guess gets the most points on this yeah yeah which is why my my first advice would be if it is that cv stage like initial assessment stage what whatever don't take the rejection rejections personally because especially now in the like one of the toughest job markets you are applying against hundreds and hundreds of other people that are just as qualified as you are so even at the beginning stage if you get rejected that does not mean you're not qualified it just means that there was there were a lot of people that had to they had to go through to select to the next stage and honestly i'd say the beginning is also luck it is so dependent because one person could just look and be like okay yeah we'll we'll take this person to the next stage um but my my second advice would be to not apply for jobs that you don't really want as desperate as you get so that's something I did a lot of is like I'd see random job job adverts that I'm like I would hate to do this but I'm freaking desperate so let me apply for anything that I can look for but then you're get but then when you do get rejected it's even a worse feeling because you're then getting rejected from roles that you wouldn't even accept yourself so that does not help with your confidence like don't go on that desperate route where you're applying to 100 jobs a day because you will get you will get 98 rejections from jobs that you don't even want. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah, for sure. And then my other advice would be, um, I guess, like Leo said, with like doing a, a side hustle, it would be to take time to improve on your skills in this time. Um, there's so many free online courses that you can take or like certificates that can make you feel more proactive. And, and like I said, it gives you more things to talk about in the interview process as well. So... And and you see you see it all over LinkedIn. I don't know if you've seen it, Leo, but it's all like, I just finished this certificate, this digital certificate for digital marketing skills at Google. Like, and it's like everyone will boast about it, but then at the end of the day, that is that one extra thing that they did, you know. So, if you can and you have the time to do it, do it because it just helps you get that one step closer. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think that's a really good tip in general for job interviews, like. Because obviously you will want to, people will remember you if you have certain unique things that make you stand out. And I think often people think that that should be something to do with like uni or work experience related. But often it is something that you did in your personal life that, you know, makes them remember you and makes them think Mm -hmm. of you in, in a different way. So that could be like you being really passionate about music and like teaching yourself how to play an instrument or teaching yourself a random skill like I think it's yeah. those sort of more transferable skills that show something about your personality or your dedication or how you can put hard work into something like it doesn't always have to be like those classic like group yeah, work uni 100%. examples that I feel like a lot of people may be tempted to use yeah and then I feel like group work examples also can be so boring and repetitive when you're in that process as well so it's even just nicer for you to have that one extra example uh, my yeah. next advice would be to network so don't be scared to ask for help especially from the people that you know and it can be scary to put yourself out there but even if it is just getting someone you know to get you a 20 minute conversation with the head of whatever it is you become a face and a name that they remember and so whenever there is an opportunity that they know of they can think of you and be like oh this girl's looking like I, I did that a lot and like, I was lucky enough to have Ed's dad be in, like, the marketing and sales world himself. Um, and even even though it didn't directly get me this job, it, it still helped me kind of understand the industry better because I was asking them questions, seeing what, what the day-to-day is like, kind of knowing what they're into. Um, and then it just builds your connections 
even on LinkedIn, like then, then if you're connecting with them, they can look at you and be like, oh, you know, you're connected with the head of this and head of this. So it, it just builds your profile, which I think is really important. Um, and, and especially in a world where like referrals and net, like networking is so important. I can't stress that enough because it, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I used to hate that setting, uh, that saying so true, during yeah. the application process. Because I was like, but it I is true. I think it's also yeah. like once you have your foot in the door, like the very first application process that you go through are the hardest, I think, you will ever have to do. Because I've been thinking about yeah. this like for my next few jobs or something. I think often it will be, once you have those more permanent roles, like you, first of all, you don't have that time pressure of, okay, it's only, this is going to be two years and then I have to apply for my next job. You know, it's more permanent and then you can decide okay, I'm now not feeling challenged in my role anymore. Like now I want to move. But then often it's also a case of you've already made industry connections. So maybe somebody else tells you about a role that's just opening up and you're like, oh, I think that'd be a great role. Or people think of you and are like, oh, I think this role would be really suited for you. Or people in your company move and they take you with them. You know, it's so many different things that mm. happen and you kind of start, I think, building a name for yourself. So I think also... Don't be too hard yeah. on yourself if you're just coming out of uni or just coming out of school and applying for jobs or internships. I truly think that they can be one of the hardest application the, processes. I mean, for yeah. me, I think applying for an internship was almost harder than applying for my grad scheme. And then applying for my grad scheme was a lot harder than, or that whole process was a lot harder than now applying for my permanent job, which is weird to think about, but it's definitely been been my experience. Yeah. And also you just feel more qualified in the interview process to be like, I've had, you know, two years experience working in this. I know what I'm doing rather than when I think when you're coming out as a graduate, you're like, yeah, I can work in teams and I have soft skills. <laughs> I don't know anything about the the industry, I know but PowerPoint and Microsoft Word <laughs> puts in an you're an expert in Excel when you're not like <laughs> it's just the way it is. So, yeah. And then the just like the last thing I want to say with the struggles of job hunting and stuff is like take days off when you're applying mm. because it is so Treat much like a, yeah yeah it's so much more time time consuming than people want to admit um with having to like personalize your CVs and your cover letters and stuff and, and you need that time to unwind like if take the weekends off if you're applying during the week and not don't think of it because it is such a stressful situation as well job hunting as a graduate in general because it's like there is that pre pressure that, oh, you know, you need the job. So it's not as easy yeah. as like just looking online and finding a job because there's a, that pressure and like the anxiety that comes behind that as well. So yeah, make sure you take time to unwind. Yeah. And if you're in that process right now, just know that we've been there and we, <laughs> we feel your pain and you've got this and yeah. believe in yourself and don't, don't, yeah, don't the right opportunity hope. will come. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the you will find the perfect match for you, and you'll you'll find that job that that is best suited to you. Kind of self disappointment thing, which I, I guess I need advice on as well, is like. Your, the desire to want to stick to a goal or like set something for yourself but then not following following through with that because I guess my most recent example is my 2021 resolutions were like oh I want to find that one hobby and like that has to do with workouts and stick to that and actually have fun with it but every time I try something I then like I'll do it for a day or two days and then yeah. I'm like yeah no this is not for me and then stop but I know that I want to do something 
So I don't know about you, Leo, because I feel like you're really good at maintaining goals or like routines in your life. So I don't know if you have <laughs> tangible advice for every, everyone. For me, for me, please, Leo. I would, I, I do think it's very much personality dependent as well. Like I, I think I am quite good at setting myself a goal and and what and mm. sticking with it I mean if it's like even if it's just lifestyle changes like I don't know veganism or starting to read or anything like that but I feel like the first mm. thing would be to set yourself realistic goals and things that like you're genuinely excited for as well and not making it yeah because so, I feel like yeah making it as easy as possible to start it so if it's like okay if it's for you something working out wise for example schedule mm-hmm schedule it with like we could do it together you know schedule it with a friend that we're gonna do the first one we do like a live workout we facetime at the same time or something because then you've got like a certain time you've got something that's gonna hold, hold you accountable you're gonna have yeah, started it. i think that's the best thing <laughs> <laughs> and then you know i feel like the the starting is often the hardest like already i don't know set up your put your workout clothes like i don't know next next to your bed or next to your workstation or something like that so you know exactly what you're gonna mm. wear and you know just make it as easy as possible to start whatever you want to set yourself and yeah but then also realizing that it's like never too late to start something new or work on yourself like even if you've been like oh it's my 2021 resolution oh my god it's may and i haven't managed to do it like who cares like time is freaking arbitrary it's an arbitrary concept that is so true like have the whole our whole life exactly like you can you can start on a tuesday afternoon you can start on a thursday 6 p.m you know it doesn't matter (laughs) when you start something i feel like we we give ourselves so much um like shit sorry yeah. excuse my French but like for for I don't know not starting things on a Monday or it being halfway through the week That's and so we true. haven't been doing xyz which we've set ourselves to and just because you didn't manage to do something one day doesn't mean it's too late and you won't be able to get into the groove of things and also That's so true. I listened to the new mindset who dis podcast recently and I posted on our stories as well and he did a whole episode mm-hmm. on how to deal with like being disappointed with yourself so I can highly recommend that episode and that podcast in general. All the episodes are so short, so they're maximum like 20 minutes, so super bite-sized, just kind of motivational information. And he was mentioning the concept of the fact that feeling disappointed in yourself doesn't actually have to be a bad thing. It can actually be seen as a good thing because it means that you have those high standards for yourself in the first place which can then be disappointed and let down, which in itself means that you are striving for growth and like working towards goals, which is more than a lot of other people would be doing. So I think also realizing that it is a good thing, just the fact that you want to continue working on yourself and just the fact that you want to find a new hobby or want to get up early, Mm -hmm. like that already in itself is something that you can be proud of and that you can see as something as like something positive about yourself. So that makes me feel a lot better about myself now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I, I don't think you've got anything to feel bad for because you, I don't know, haven't been doing yeah. doing a hobby that, like, a physical activity hobby that you enjoy True. for like I don't know these past few weeks. Also, I think yeah. it's it's realizing that you've done a lot of other things as well. You know, there's there's a reason mm. why you haven't stuck to this goal. It's because there was so much other stuff going on and I'm sure that like everybody listening I feel like everybody has so much more on their plates that they even realize and I think everybody has such high expectations and that 
they think that they should be able to do everything which Instagram people seem to be doing (laughs) but that's just also Mm. not the case you know nobody's doing as much as they seem to be doing and nobody's feeling as great about themselves as they seem to be yeah yeah about setting like time frames and stuff I do think I don't know about you but with like having my my it's not a journal my like planner Mm. with setting monthly goals like I I told Leo this the other day um the other day yesterday that I like bought a skipping rope and that's that's kind of my goal this month is to get into that yeah um so I guess and and it does help that it's like oh the beginning of May so I can like make that my focus now to be like let's get into it but then I guess what Leo is saying is that okay you can make it a goal to start in May but let's say things get busy in your life and you don't there's always the next month yeah and the month after that so there is no pressure at all and talking about that planner actually I know this is semi-materialistic but I feel like downloading or getting like some new items which can motivate you to have to do with like your goals can actually really help Mm. well they they help me personally right so I a few months ago I think like beginning of 2021 downloaded like this new organizational app which I've literally been raving about to everyone it's called Notion and I'm sure you've heard of it before but if you haven't like I can never heard of it Leo I think this is the first time you mentioned it to me (laughs) lol (laughs) so yeah honestly I can highly recommend anybody to uh, download Notion because it's helped me so much in just being motivated because you can like you can set up habit trackers like I I start doing dream journals on there like setting up monthly goals monthly reflections just random notes affirmations doing like there's so many options and I feel like even if it's that that's not even if you don't want to use like a, a virtual tool like you could buy yourself a new journal or a new planner that you're excited for you know it's just like finding that thing that will motivate you so it's like exciting yeah. exactly or even if it's like I don't know, a new set of workout clothes or a new item for your skincare routine or something like that, like depending on what what your goal is that you want to be working towards or if it's a new book, if you want to read more, anything like that. And and then I guess it's kind of semi-related to that. Also like curating your feed or like watching YouTube videos or YouTube content podcasts that motivate you and inspire you versus like feeling bad about yourself and... I know for me, I'll give like some some recommendations of people that I love to watch and I genuinely go away from any of their content feeling just inspired and like good about myself. And so first of all, it's Nana Florence, obviously. Absolute queen. I knew. (laughs) I knew. I was going to be like, growing with the flow podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Then Meg Hughes. I don't know, Cara, have you ever listened to or watched any of her videos? Yeah, yeah. I love her. Because you, you interact with her so much on our Instagram, so I'm like, it's like all over the oh, feed as well, so her. she is very, very sweet. Then Brooke Michio, she's a podcast and full-time content creator, and she lives in New York, but I just feel like she has like, whenever I watch her videos, I feel really like motivated and like happy vibes. She also hosts a podcast with her friend, Danielle Carolyn, oh. uh, which is called Gals on the Go. Then Anjada Jade, I feel like her content's really inspiring and very, very wholesome. And then She's so positive. Yeah, exactly. And in like a way of like, I love the concept of casual magic, of like finding joy in like everyday little things. And then the last yeah. one would be Katie Bellotti. She also has a podcast called Thick and Thin, which I've rambled on about on here. But she also does, she's been getting into more YouTube as well and she has just really aesthetically pleasing content and 
she also lives in New York, which I mean, I just always find inspiring. I just love the New York content. Yeah. So those would be some of my people. I don't know, Cara, do you have any people that you love watching? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'd probably say the same, actually. I, I don't feel like I'm not that loyal on YouTube. Like, I'll just watch, which I, I want to get more into. Like, I, I'll just go on my recommended videos. And, and then uh, I feel like once you watch one of Nana's videos, all you're recommended is like people that are very similar to her. So I just like then watch a lot of people that are, have the same very like cozy journaling, matcha romanticizing your life kind of videos which i find motivating because if they can make their day of studying for exams look fun then i can too you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that okay so then the next one that we wanted to get into is how to deal with being disappointed if you haven't handled emotions like you would like mm -hmm. to. Which I, I feel like I'm quite, I get annoyed at myself. Like I always reflect back and I'm like, why did I let this little thing annoy me so much? Which is where the book of moods uh, comes in handy because it's so relatable. But um, I think what I do is just remember that we're not perfect as humans and like we will make mistakes and react to things in very unpredictable ways and that's fine but the main thing which I think I've said this but like through jour journaling is I keep track of things that I know will get a reaction out of me or like trigger me and then if I can distance myself from those things or those people then I try to do that because there's no point knowing that you don't respond the way you want to situations when you're purposely keeping those people and like that energy in your life yeah I mean I made I made one note to this to this topic which is Give yourself grace, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yes. You're only human, for God's sake. <laughs> and I mean, to be honest, I need to hear this as well, because mm. same as you, Cara, I do this a lot. And it can be hard because I think I have very high yeah. expectations for myself. And I think it's so easy to feel like, oh, I've done like so much work on this. I feel like I've grown so much. And then something sets you back, you know. But I think I and I think people in general that feel the same way as I do just have to realize that just because you know, you haven't reacted in one ideal way and one situation doesn't take away from yeah. all the other growth and progress we've made. And I think it also helps to just see every experience as like another thing that you can learn from and get to know yourself that little bit better. And I love the thing, what you were saying about journaling about it and like getting getting to know mm. what, what triggers you in certain ways or what often makes you feel a certain way. And I think like the more you do that, the more you will be able to yeah. deal with certain situations. But there's also, I think there's always, like, no matter how old you are, no matter how much growth you've made or progress you've made, I think there's always going to be situations which maybe you're going to be mm. reacting in some sort of emotion, like, be reactive versus, like, completely in control of, of your yeah. emotions. I think that's, yeah, I think that's literally just human. And, and one more thing I want to say is also, and this might be really unique, but I hate it when... I know I'm not reacting the best to a situation, but then you have people around you that make you feel bad for reacting the way you did. And they, yeah. they kind of tell you, like, you should have done this instead and you should have done this themselves, like, this instead. So my advice would be, is, like, don't surround yourself with those people because they're expecting you to be perfect when, we're again, we're not perfect. So I don't know. 
it's it's not nice i think to to know that you are not reacting the best way but then have people like reiterate that <laughs> it's just not a nice thing to feel so i guess if someone else is is also being really emotional or reacting in a way that you don't approve of or whatever i guess just like there's a right time and place to kind of be like you should maybe this would be better but don't it, don't say it in a, a patronizing yeah. way because that can be that can just make the other person feel like shit yeah because yeah also give other people the same grace you would give yourself in a weird way I don't know I yeah. I think I often give other people more grace than I give myself but I think it's also I mean the next thing that we actually wanted to talk about is like how to deal with mm-hmm. when you're disappointed by other people or other other people's actions and yeah I think that also what I would say to that is like that everybody has their own standards and their own things going on and their own way that they view the world. And I think it's easy to assume yeah. that everybody sees the world and has the same standards for actions that you have, but that's just not the case. <laughs> you know, everybody... Yeah, not at all. Everybody is in their own head and also, like, isn't a mind reader, so has no idea, <laughs> likely, how you are feeling and what you're expecting, especially if you're maybe not communicating it yeah yeah my advice would be honestly just lower your expectations in other people because they're not you and they will not respond the way you will or want to and I feel like once you lower your expectations it's harder for them to disappoint you because you're just like okay that's just them like you don't have um you don't have a standard that you want them to kind of uh pursue um because I know like I used to get very upset when I'm like how do they not see this the way I see it and like why aren't they why aren't they standing up for whatever, you know, if let's say there's like a situation where I'm passionate about something and I see someone else not really butting in and like feeling passionate about it. I'm like, why wouldn't you like, do you not care about this? And it gets to the point where you, I feel like it's just so unhealthy because I spend too much energy trying to change the person to think like me. So yeah, the same thing, just lower your expectations and stop trying to change someone else because you cannot, like, it's just not possible. Yeah, I also think clearly communicating what you want or your feelings is really, really important because you may think that you are or that, you know, it's obvious what you would expect, but it's very, very likely that you aren't and people aren't mind readers and they, you know, are likely not going to know how you would be feeling because they're their own center of the universe. You know, they have got their own story that they're narrating in their own head. (laughs) And yeah. I think the worst thing that you can do is like let your own resentment build up and then that sort of turns into like passive aggressiveness or you know mm. at that point I feel like I don't know if I've definitely had this multiple times where like something's been annoying me and then every little thing that person does like I take as another dig or like another yeah. personal attack towards me and it's like mate like, it has nothing to do with you. in the first place you know that would have solved you a lot of trouble um but yeah. also in line of like you know lowering your expectations I think it's also really important to know when to draw a line under a relationship and knowing when somebody's actually not showing up for you like you're for them I think if it's like a continuous thing you know you deserve somebody who will be there for you the same way you are for them you know Mm. and I think obviously I think the first step is communicating that because I think you need to give people a chance to also to not disappoint you and to to live up to what you want from a friend or want from a relationship in general whether it's family friends romantic but I think if it's a consistent thing of you feeling disappointed of you, not feeling like your needs are met, like you're not being heard, I think there's also a thing of like giving people too much grace and 
continuously like holding up hope for relationships when they may be not valuing you in the same in the same way you are and I think then it can be actually more beneficial to take a step back from the relationship and be like okay you know kind of stop investing all that emotional energy I completely agree popping in here because we actually never ended up recording an outro for this episode because we were planning on initially covering some other topics as well but obviously then decided that we had probably rambled on enough for one episode anyways I really hope that you enjoyed this a little bit shorter episode and that you are having a lovely week also as a side note we love interacting with you guys on Instagram so much so Definitely follow us on there if you don't already. It's at The Matcha Diaries. And please message us your thoughts on this episode. And if you disagree or agree with us or have any alternative conversation starters. And yeah, please also tag us in your stories if you're listening to this. We love seeing them so much. You guys have the most aesthetic lives. And yeah, it just really means the world to us. Bye.